The reading is taken from John, chapter 3, 1 to 17. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, the leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher who's come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, You are a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen. Yet you do not, re- do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe... How can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A word of prayer before we reflect on those words. Father God, we thank you for the word you give us through your son, Jesus Christ. And we ask you make it alive this morning through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, So we're thinking about um, one of the strongest themes in this reading. It talks about um, access to the kingdom. There's a conversation going on between the two main characters. The two main characters are Jesus and Nicodemus. And um, the theme of the kingdom of God and entering the kingdom of God and seeing the kingdom of God is very strong. Nicodemus, um, we may know something about Nicodemus already. He was a Pharisee. Uh, The Pharisees, Pharisees were leaders, members of the Jewish ruling council. They were known for strictly observing and upholding Jewish law. Their lives emphasized religious purity as well as, well as following of, of traditions. And they kept the religious order along with the, uh, the Levites 
and the priests in those days, in the days of Jesus. And they found Jesus' message when he came along. They found his message to be very challenging to their religious ways. And increasingly, they became hostile to him as he went about in Israel. Eventually, as a group, they became totally opposed to him. Jesus had strong words for the Pharisees, and he often condemned them in public. For instance, in Matthew 23, 1 and 2, he says to a crowd, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. In other words, they have the responsibility of sharing the law of Moses. So, you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. And so he often criticized them or rebuked them, uh, accusing them of being insincere, hypocritical, self-centered, self-righteous. He he had come to share the good news of the kingdom of God, but he accused the Pharisees of hindering people from the kingdom of God. For example, in Matthew 23, 13, he says to them, But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you lock people out of the kingdom of heaven, For you do not go in yourselves, and when others are going in, you stop them. So Jesus was strongly opposed to the Pharisees and the hindrances they put for people. So let's look a a bit more closely at Jesus' message to Nicodemus. As they talk, Jesus steers the conversation towards um, the kingdom, the subject of the kingdom. In verse 2, Nicodemus comes to Jesus and says, He comes by night. We might wonder, why did he come by night? Was he afraid? Did he have a secret agenda? Was he visiting unofficially? Unofficially, you know. Was he he being careful in case the other Pharisees got wind and didn't approve? Perhaps. The Bible doesn't say. We don't know. We can only... We cannot speculate. But from the tone of Nicodemus' words, he is not hostile. He is not aggressive to Jesus. Instead, he's quite positive and he's respectful. From verse 2, he says, he says he knows of the signs that Jesus is doing and he thinks of him as a teacher. Nicodemus doesn't know the true identity of Jesus. Although he thinks he's a teacher, Jesus sets out to reveal his true nature, his true identity. There is more to Jesus Christ. Jesus is here to open eyes so people can see the kingdom. Seeing Jesus as a great teacher is good, but it's not the key to the kingdom. It's not the key to the kingdom. There is no access to the kingdom that way. Jesus explains to Nicodemus what he must do to see the kingdom. He says, no one can see the kingdom without being born from above. No one can see the kingdom without being born from above. Now, for Nicodemus, this he's a Pharisee, and this is a very serious challenge. Jesus is saying that all of his religiousness, his following of rules, all of his learning, his knowledge, all of his efforts... They're not enough. They're not enough to enter the kingdom. 
Jesus tells him that religious living does not qualify for new birth. This applies to Nicodemus and it applies to everyone else who has ever lived. Nicodemus needed to find faith in Jesus to discover that all that that's all you need faith that faith is enough enough faith is enough for seeing and for entering the kingdom of god so nicodemus says to jesus how can anyone be born after having grown old you know how can anyone it sounds like a reasonable question you know? it sounds like but also it sounds he, he may have been being flippant or a bit cheeky. But actually his issue is that he's thinking carnally or in physical terms, whereas Jesus is speaking in spiritual terms. Nicodemus is fixed on a worldly understanding. And so almost comically he's asking how an old person can be born again. Um, and, and that's a common objection that a non-believer will will, will bring up when faced with a challenge of the gospel message. The spiritual becomes is unclear. Recently, when I was in Kenya, I was, having a, I was explaining the, gospel, the message. It was, uh, I was explaining the Christmas story to two relatives, and, um, and the similar issue came up. I, I was asked, how can a woman become pregnant by the Spirit? How can a woman become pregnant by her spirit? The answer is the same, as I explained. It's the same as the answer to Nicodemus' question. Faith is the key. Faith is the key to knowing and seeing and understanding and entering God's truth. Trying to understand with worldly wisdom only brings... um, um, uh, just brings failure. The human, condition, the human condition is hopelessly unresponsive. And so Jesus clarifies with a second proclamation. No one may enter the kingdom without being born of water and of spirit. He explains further, but Nicodemus still doesn't understand. What does he mean by being born of water and spirit? But when we receive Christ through faith, we are welcomed into God's kingdom and are restored to the Father by Jesus' sacrifice, by faith. And then rebirth, regeneration, renewal, this new birth that Jesus is talking about, that's completed by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is not part of the natural world. He is above nature. He is supernatural. Indeed, the Holy Spirit brings a believer into new life and seals them in, in, in Christ. And after new birth, the Holy Spirit continues his work in, in those who believe. And as Jesus explained, it's like the wind. You, never, you, you don't hear where it comes from or where it's going. It cannot be traced. Its pathways, its comings and goings cannot be traced. And that's how it is with the life of a, of a new Christian. It's something that cannot be captured precisely with our reason, with our minds, with our intellect, with the worldly understanding. It is something of the spirit. 
It can't be handled. It can't be harnessed in a way we like to the worldly wisdom, a worldly knowledge. This is the thing of the, this is the life in the spirit. And then a water baptism is the outward affirmation of that inward change that comes about. Jesus submitted to water baptism as a sign and as a mark of solidarity. He stood with us. He came alongside us. So let's let's return to Nicodemus and his attitude. We saw that he was quite positive to Jesus. There's two other places where we can see his attitude. He's recorded in chapter 7 where he's challenging other Pharisees about fairness in accusing Jesus. In John chapter 7, Nicodemus says, Nicodemus who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number asked, does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he is doing? He still seems to be sympathetic to Jesus as when the, the other Pharisees want to condemn um, him and his work. And then Nicodemus appears a third time after the crucifixion. In this incident, one of the disciples, Joseph of Arimathea, had asked Pilate for, Je- for the body of Jesus. And Joseph had been a secret disciple for fear of the Jewish uh, leaders. In John 19, we read, With Pilate's permission, he came and took away the body, and he was accompanied by Nicodemus. This man, Nicodemus, who had earlier visited by night and who had come and stood against the other Pharisees while they condemned him, here he is on the Good Friday, after the first Good Friday, after the crucifixion. Here he is and showing devotion to Jesus. It says Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with spices in strips of linen. So he helped Joseph in preparing the body of Jesus for burial. We don't know if Nicodemus was eventually born again by that time. Perhaps he was showing sign of devotion or he was just there as a sign of respect. But this is the thing about life in the spirit. It is a relationship between me and, and, and for the Father individually. It is a personal relationship. It is a private relationship. And each one of us must make that connection for ourselves. No one can do it for us. We come to God as individuals. And so we must be born from above in order to see the kingdom. The kingdom is available to all. We can come to him as we are. Whether we are learned as Nicodemus or unlearned as a little child, anyone can come to Jesus. We can come to him in any circumstances. We can come to him at night in fear or we can come in broad daylight on a Sunday morning. But come to him we must if we are to come into the kingdom. Seeing the kingdom requires sincerity, a desire to meet with him. 
personally. We will not see the kingdom if we have a holier-than-thou attitude, like the Pharisees. And so I'll close in a moment now. But that invitation is available for all, even, even today, entering entry into the kingdom. As I said, only Jesus can do this for us. All you need is a willing heart and a personal exchange, receiving his spirit into your life. And so let us pray. It may be that you've never received Christ or you'd like to renew your commitment to him. In that case, just pray these words after me. You can pray in silence. You can pray aloud. Lord Jesus, thank you that you loved me and you died for me. I confess my past sin and I turn away from that selfish life. I am trusting you today and receive you as Savior and Lord. Take up residence and rulership in my heart that I may see and enter the kingdom. Give me new and everlasting life. Help me to live faithfully by the power of the Spirit. For it is in Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with any conviction, that entry for the kingdom has, access to the kingdom has been available to you. And what the Lord brings, begins, he will bring to completion. Whatever work he has begun in you, he will bring to fruition. His name is faithful. And so may we be found faithful. I'll just say another prayer as we, as we conclude. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you opened the way to the Father and that we can come and dwell with you and know you personally in the kingdom. Thank you for your mercies and I thank you for the power of your spirit. For anyone who has turned to you today, anew or for the first time, I pray that you give eyes to see, that joy may be their portion, may your goodness and mercy may follow them all the days of their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.